0: Hi, friends. Welcome to our very last episode of Explaining All the Things.
1: Season one. Season
0: one. Yes, more to come. We are going to talk today about theater of the 1990s, specifically Rent. And I cannot explain to you the level of excitement I have and the opposite level of excitement that Miles Pantini has.
1: (laughs) I should. Okay. okay, Hello, everyone. I was this is so bad because I have a lot of family and friends that have been involved in theater for a very long time. My sister in fact uh, is a musical director up at the Venice theater so uh, you know theater has been with me for a very long time but musicals you just don't like them. I'm not a huge fan and I really this this particular part of the you know this chosen theme i really wanted to assess like what is it that i don't like about them mm-hmm. why why, why? Yeah. i should i like i love I, music and i
0: but i don't think you are an anomaly like i think a lot of people feel that way and hopefully after we listen to this and talk through some of these ideas and and make some comparisons that people will start to kind of open their eyes to it doesn't have to specifically be rent cuz Looking back through the 1990s lens, right. it's kind of cheesy.
1: We'll open things up. A yes, bit. Yeah.
0: but we'll, we'll, we'll go <laughs> yeah. through that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and at that, yeah, I'm glad we're going to talk about the 1990s. And again, I keep on going back to this whole thing of like with the musicals. I feel like we should have prepared better for this and done a whole musical version of our podcast oh we're like
0: well let me tell you welcome (laughs) friends
1: to explaining all the things
0: jamie what
1: do you want to talk about i
0: i would not be good at this because i would be (laughs) laughing the whole time uh i i have i am a self-confessed theater nerd i did theater in high school and in college i I have never been a musical person, though. I am not a singer. I am not a dancer. But you, Lord you knows, you play instruments, but
1: they have to be invisible instruments.
0: <laughs> but Lord knows, I can play invisible instruments because, fun fact. Uh, Professor Mancini uh, came and saw me in a show here called Playing for Time at FGCU. I think it was probably in 2000, I want to guess. It was
1: early. I, I, in fact, my wife, Melissa, who was uh, – we were dating at the time, so it was must have been 2001. It was 2001. Mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. to be – or you know, it could have been – 2000. no, I think it was 2001. And – it was our senior year, and we had just started dating. And I'm like, "Oh, this is cool! I'll take I'll take her to a I'll show. take my girlfriend <laughs> to a show that, friend that
0: her friend is that her
1: friend is in. I'm going to score major points because, like, theater that's like an elevated thing. Yeah, no. It
0: but- <laughs> was it was a very sad, depressing show about life of Holocaust victims and how a group of Holocaust Women had to quote play for time in order to stay alive. Yeah, and I played a fake violin. So they, we didn't even have it at FGCU. We didn't even have a budget, I guess, to buy musical instruments. And I was so confused. I'm like, "What are we playing?" Like, we went through this whole show, and I'm because like, "Because you were supposed to have, a we we're supposed to have. I was supposed to have a violin." And he was like, "And the and the theater director at the time, who's who's not here anymore, rest in peace." Uh, he was like, "You know, you're just going to pretend. You're gonna you're going to pantomime." And I'm like.
1: How does... (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay. So I just pantomimed. You did. I, I mean, I rocked You did it. I rocked you did it. the pantomime of the violin. Are we going to play a game?
1: I would love to play a game. Okay. I've You played a game last time that I was surprised by. So I decided to turn the tables. And this is a game that everyone at home can play along with. So you can actually earn up to three points oh. for this for each question I'm about to ask you.
0: I am earning three points?
1: So at anybody at home, like how many, oh. let's see if you can outscore. We're okay. gonna, you're going to get a score at the end okay. of this. Okay. Uh, and if you're playing at home. Be honest and score yourself. See how many points okay, that and you if can they can beat up. me
0: because they probably can.
1: Well, we'll see. Can you beat Professor Jamie Wilson, the master of all things theater? I'm, so, <laughs> also, I've had cancer, so if my brain cells aren't as good as they once were. Now, full disclosure: I wanted to pick music that obviously these songs come from various shows, and I would say pretty popular shows. I didn't want to pick something obscure. So these are all theater related songs. So your goal with this game is to first can you name the song? Okay. Second, can you name the show? The show. Mm-hmm. And third, can you name the artist that 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 uh, oh, that, be the that hardest wrote part. That, that wrote the song? Okay. Okay. Know? Okay. And so um, so so I'll play and then you can and, and then you get through up to three points for each one. Okay. Now, full disclosure, it is hard. Now, here's why it's hard because I these songs are clearly copyrighted, so what we needed to do was find a workaround, and so these are karaoke versions, so oh there's God. no one there's this no one singing, so- like you'd have to know the song to be able to, to you know, because there's no words, Okay. it's just the instrumental backing okay. track, so okay. we don't get in trouble with the copyright laws that are out there, okay? okay. So here we go, here's your first one. I think this one you're going to get, and I'm going to guess you will get at least two out of the three points. I think you're going to get three out of three points okay. on this one. Here we go, here's the first one. These
0: are a few of our favorite things, Mary Poppins.
1: Okay, so you guessed favorite, uh, favorite my favorite things, which is correct for the song name. Yes, yeah, show
0: is it? Is it? Is not Mary Poppins? The Adventure. of her Mary- final
1: answer. <laughs> yes, Mary Poppins. That is incorrect. What is it? The show is audience. You know it at home. The Sound of Music.
0: Oh, shoot. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. The
1: composers, do you know the co- composers? Uh, famous duo wrote a lot Gershwin? Of, no, I mean, that's a good- uh, Ira and George Gershwin are a famous duo. No. They wrote show tunes for sure. Uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein.
0: Rodgers and Hammerstein, Rogers yes, and Hammerstein. okay.
1: So I was wrong. You got one okay. out of three okay. points Okay, on okay. that one.
0: I got excited. Okay, let's do it again. You, said, you
1: thought Mary Poppins, huh? Ma-
0: I, just, I just went to it. I got nervous. I'm feeling sweaty. Let's try it again. <laughs> let's do it again.
1: Oh, wow. Sound of music. Okay. But if
0: I could sing the song, I should get extra points That for was that. good that you could sing the line in
1: there okay so this next one I think this is going to be a hard one I feel like you might get the name but I don't think you're going to get anything else
0: okay I know. Is it Guys and Dolls?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. So the song. Do you want the answer? Yes. So the song is "I Got Rhythm." I oh, got rhythm. I've no, got I music. Got music, right?
0: Could he ask for anything more? And
1: so I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a point though, because yes. you didn't get the. You didn't get the name of the song. But yes. can you think of the composer? Maybe a composer you m- mentioned.
0: Oh, Gershwin.
1: There you
0: go. (laughs) I'm just going to say that every time. So
1: this one's an interesting, uh, interesting tune. So I got, I love George Gershwin, I should point out. I'm a big fan of like that songbook of Gershwin's songbook and the standards, jazz standards. A lot of jazz standards came from George Gershwin. The interesting thing about that song, it was written for a couple different musicals. It's been adapted. I guess the original show was Treasure Girl. And then oh. there was another show called Girl Crazy. I mean, these oh. are shows in the 30s, yeah. which okay. sound very interesting. Treasure Yo, Girl, girls, Girl Crazy.
0: Lots of girls. Like, I wouldn't
1: think a thirty show. No. Like, yeah. Uh-uh. You know, let's. I got huh. rhythm. Let's go. Um, okay. So you get one point for that. So you're on the board now. You have two points. We have three more songs okay. to go. Here okay. we go. Here's okay. your next song. Uh, I, I, think, I think you'll get this one. I feel mm. like you'll get this one. Okay.
0: I know this one. Hold
1: on. I know this one. It's hard. You know it. I do.
0: It's like on the tip of my tongue. Da,
1: da, da, da. Come on, you know. Show
0: business is no business. I know. I knew if I could give you the uh, melody. Uh, I was trying to help
1: <laughs> you out. We, we, we got into the second part yes. of the song. I couldn't give you the first line. Okay, so there's no business, business like, like show, show business. business. That is the correct title. Okay. Do you know what show it's from? This was hard. I actually saw this show, I believe, at the Venice Theater. I'm pretty sure my sister hooked us up with tickets. It was the first time I ever saw the mm. show, which I'm going to do a little shout out. Venice Theater, lots of good shows up there. I've you never know? been there. It's really, it's it's really cute. They have a couple different uh, theaters mm. that you can go into there, and they have they always have really good shows. If you're a fan of musicals, especially, There's no, uh, this is tough.
0: <sighs> What's the beginning letter? You
1: wouldn't think it. Um, I'll even tell you the first. Oh, the uh, the well, the first. I'll give you the first word in the title of the show is a name, a person's name. I don't know. Annie, get your gun.
0: Oh, no, I would have never thought I that. I would have
1: never thought that either. No, no, no. And the composer, any thoughts on the nope. composer? No, Gershwin. This is, it, Gershwin's <laughs> good guess. If you're not going to guess Gershwin of that time period and the music sounds like that, then you guess the other guy and the other person is Irving Berlin. Irving oh, Berlin is no. like the other go-to. Gershwin or Berlin, that's a pretty okay. standard, like, if it's jazzy, like that like, 30s kind of thing.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm ready for you to bust out okay. some things like Newsies. Alright,
1: so here's something a little bit newer. Let's <laughs> okay. get out of the 30s. This one, by at least one magazine publication, ranks it as like a top five theater song of all time.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay. So I And that helps me. This is either really the fan of the late news. It's
1: a bit of an intro. Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely newer show in our lifetime.
0: Is this Hairspray? No.
1: A Grease? In fairness, it's really hard because that is a karaoke version of the song. Yeah. That song. I, 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 it feels
0: like Hairspray Grease era. Uh,
1: so no. it is a show from the 80s. Okay. And was made famous uh, as a movie, actually. It was made into a movie twice. Once it was not a musical. Then they made it into a musical movie. And now it's a pretty popular show that's still done at high schools all over the place. Bye Bye Birdie. It's about a big plant that eats people oh little shop of horrors little shop of Horrors. So i'll give you the yeah, show title so
0: it, it would be like little shop little shop but it's not the main thing that's
1: this is the, sh- the song is called skid row
0: oh i'm down on, on skid row, row. yep yeah, yep i know that, that. okay yeah,
1: so skid row now what you'd be interested in that songwriter there's Two people credited, but you'll know the one name. You should know the is one name. Is it like Danny Elfman or something like? No, that? No, but it is somebody that's connected with Disney movies, oh. and he's written for a lot of other Broadway shows as well. Um, the
0: not like Rodgers and Hammerstein.
1: No, no, no. Think newer. Oh, think, um, think newer for sure. In fact, I want to give you another. I want to give you another show. Um, I know he he worked with the comp. Well, he okay. So it's Alan Menken. Oh, Alan, Alan Menken
0: from Aladdin. He did Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Yes. Okay. I think
1: he also did, uh, didn't he uh, do, uh, uh, what's the other one? Little Mermaid. I think oh, he really yes, 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 yes. yes. So okay. Alan Menken is the songwriter okay. there. Okay, last one. Last so one. Stressful. I know, these are hard. These they're are not, so hard. Not easy. All right, here's the last one. You're giving up?
0: What in the world? It sounds the same.
1: Oh, I'm sure somebody's really mad that you're not getting this one. What the <laughs> heck?
0: It, it sounds like a Disney movie. Uh,
1: so here's the hint. The hint for the I'll, I'll give you the show. The sh- the show was definitely all the rage when we were in high school. Everybody was like going to see the show, and it wasn't like a new like a. Br- it wasn't like a brand new show. But was it Into was like, the Woods? No, nope, but that was definitely yeah. a big one, too. Think think around that time period, though. Everybody was kind of talking about this show as being oh, the show. And then he made it into a movie adaptation. I want to say Hugh Jackman was in the movie adaptation. Oh, uh, was it
0: Chicago, Guys and Dolls, uh, Moulin Rouge?
1: <laughs> You're just throwing it out there. <laughs> this would come from the show Lay Miz.
0: Oh Lay Miz. Yes. I don't like Lay
1: Miz. I and, have to say. Uh oh.
0: I'm sorry. All it's, the theater people are like, oh I'm turning it off. Yeah. No more explaining no. all the things. I yeah. The was... song
1: the song was One Day More. Oh. That's the that's the name of yeah. the song. Mm-mm. Um so I can't give you points on that. So final tally it's on like your two. On your points one. Two, three, four. You get four points. Okay,
0: four out of what, nine?
1: Four, you could have potentially got 15. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's a passing grade. Let's start explaining all the things.
0: Okay, so now that I have lost all my street cred, (laughs) one of the things we're going to talk about right away, because I think this was brought up a couple times in the discussions from our listeners, was... Why do we have theater? Why do we have plays? Why can't we just go and see a movie? Mm. And 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 I know you probably have strong feelings about that. I have strong feelings about it. And we also have talked about how some of these have even been adapted into a movies. Yeah. Uh my my personal idea is from a person who has been a performer from you having a music background is that every show will always be different. Mm-hmm. You have different audience members every night you may even have different actors you may have personal situations that have come into the show that you as an audience don't know about at a when you are watching a movie it is always the same sure.
1: Yeah, Think about it this way. I, I think maybe something that many of our listeners could relate to the most popular singer right now is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, and she had this incredible tour, still on tour, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's the interne- international, like, but they also released the movie that of, of her oh, current right. tour, right? Yes, so, yes, yes. you could go to the show, her live show, The Heiress Tour, or you could go see the movie mm-hmm. of The Heiress Tour, and we wouldn't say those things are the same. There's something really cool about seeing the movie, sure, but it's a different experience, experience. which is what you're saying, right? It's a different experience when you go and actually see the performance.
0: Yeah. I think kind of talking about Rent, but thinking about it in the broad terms of what Rent made happen in the 90s, and I want to give people kind of just a historical background of what was happening in the 90s, why Rent was such a big deal. For me, historically, Rent was the first show that I saw live that were was talking about things that no one had talked about. And to give people a frame of reference, I looked this up because I knew what happened at some time. Ellen from the Ella DeGeneres show came out, came out mm-hmm. t- on her TV sitcom that got canceled a year later. She mm-hmm. came out in 1997. Mm. And so that was huge she mm-hmm. came out to oprah was the um therapist that she came out to on her quote show as a kind of coming out for her as a person the show was canceled a year later it, it everyone said it kind of tanked her mm-hmm. so to have all of these characters on in rent singing dancing you have people who in the show they they use the term crossdresser. we don't even use that term anymore right To have that happen in the 90s, when you have historically, we were not openly talking about gay, trans, LGBTQIA, none of of that was happening. Mm -hmm. HIV had just kind of came on the scene. To put a show out like that, me being a person in the 90s went to go see it. My repertoire of seeing things up to that point was like, bye-bye, birdie. You know, very right, really like classic it, by, show, yeah, show tune yeah, Greece, kind of stuff. I think I saw The Secret Garden and then right. I saw Rent, and no one had done something like that to my knowledge that I had seen up to that point. Yeah. And I was a high school student when it came out.
1: Yeah. And I had a somewhat different experience. You know, I've lived in different places, home base was always New York. So, you know my backyard was broadway you mm-hmm. know, and i've had a very close friend still have a very close friend who is an actor and he was primarily a theater actor and of course if you're doing shows and you do well in your you know local community in new york of course the aspiration is you want to do stuff on broadway and ultimately he does he, he ultimately does make it to broadway fun fact that song i played my favorite things uh he was in uh, the traveling the national tour oh, of the sound of music, music oh, which cool. i was just so sick of hearing that show because I, I can't i could tell you i probably watched him in that show at least a dozen times you know and it's like one of those and he was on national tour with marie osmond so i had a chance to meet marie osmond when his parents took me to see the show he was one of the kids i forget which kid because he changed kids at a certain point when he got older but uh but he he was actually this is how i became aware of rent because i was overseas i was living part-time in the dominican republic so i didn't know much about what was going on in theater came home and he had told me uh i guess this is around high school college Mm -hmm. Uh, no high school right uh, that he was going for one of the parts in Rent mm. and he shared some of the music with me and stuff of his like how he was prepping for that yeah. role and I, ca- I can't tell you which role he was going for I'm not sure I yeah. even remember at that that point right um, if I had to guess it would probably be like Roger or something yeah. like that um, but you know and I think they said he was too young at the time because he was only like 17 or oh, yeah and they wanted more like 20 something yeah. you know but but that's how I became aware of it mm-hmm. and then I think basically looking back on it now, and again, for people listening and kind of framing this into the context, because it's so hard. We look at something from so long ago and we say, oh, wow, I can't believe they were using terms like crossdresser or something like that. But we look at a show today, I I think the equivalent in terms of phenomenon that people were talking about, not just theater nerds but everybody was yes. talking about it cuz it got, had this like sort of cool vibe to yes. it it was like edgy it was this edgy Very accessible. show yes. yes and i think the modern equivalent is a hamilton
0: 100% right? i knew you were going to say that because it the music i remember listening to the music like the true nerd that i was listening to the music on a tape
1: <laughs> tape cassette cd
0: you know like that in my in my toyota paseo and uh, light your candle like that i know that song and I haven't seen the true like live version in a while, and I watched, re-watched it again in, in the class, and I was thinking about you, or I was watching it, laying in bed, and I remember you talking about when we talked about The Godfather and how you just started crying. When they play Seasons of Love, they do it twice. Mm. I just, my husband looked over at me, he's like, why are you crying? <laughs> I'm like, I just cry because I it is so moving. It is It has such a special place in my heart for my, that time of my life. Uh, but also the commitment that each of those actors had. Yes, it is a little corny. Yes, it's very 90s. But that's the thing. It was like a very grunge rock sort of feel in the 90s.
1: That's my issue with it, right? Yeah. So my issues with it, I, I agree with you. The whole seasons of love, I think yes. that is a strong point of that. Even the movie adaptation, it's a strong point of the movie yes. adaptation. Where I think the movie for me fails on, on a number of levels as a movie. I think it does a disservice... To the show, and I'm only know the show very tangentially, watching you know the theater mm-hmm. production that we've made available in our class. So, you know, if you don't have that knowledge of the show, you are, I think, gonna really be at a loss in the movie. Yes, and and the movie, I feel kind of shortchanges things almost, yeah, it's never almost better, like, um, never the same, and it almost. Sanitizes it even more. Mm-hmm. I know that a, a controversial point, and uh, and um, you can correct me, mm-hmm. which which article brings it up. I don't. I'm pretty sure it was brought up in one of them, mm-hmm. where they talked about was it Roger's girlfriend commits suicide, mm. right? And yes. she she's uh, in the show. Mimi, they, uh, not Mimi. That, oh, that's, that's oh, the a, first girlfriend. His girlfriend yes, that you never first, meet.
0: Yeah, because uh, she was dying of HIV. She was
1: dying, dying, of yes. AIDS, right? And she, but you, in the show, the actual show, you find out that she, like she slits her wrist. She mm-hmm. leaves a note mm-hmm. saying to, to Roger. But you don't get that information in the in the movie version. No. You just know that she died. Yes, you know. So, and I know there was a criticism about the movie, like sort of taking those powerful moments out of the show and like cleaning it up like yeah. trying to make it so they can reach a larger audience yes. which you don't have to do no. in a show like Rent that kind of picks up its own audience and finds its own audience it doesn't have to please everybody the way yeah. a movie does.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I completely agree. I think the cast of characters was done really, really well. If you think about... Th- and you have to go back and look at the original cast, but Jonathan Larson—it's kind of well known that he died right before the—not right. not the Broadway production, the was, off-Broadway production yeah, of it. It was like
1: a dress rehearsal. Then, right. yeah,
0: the night before—that's where we get the movie that was put out by Lin Manuel Miranda from *Tick-Tick Boom*. Right. I hate the name of that movie; it just drives yeah. me crazy. I can't—it <laughs> doesn't even say good—say coming out of my mouth. <laughs> the the musical was inspired by an 1800 yes. opera. They yeah. even kind of drew a little. Based on a
1: novel. Based
0: on a well, novel. Yeah. So it has a lot of kind of what Lynn Miranda did in yes, Hamilton, right? For sure. And, for sure. And then you have this, this performance uh, because Jonathan Larson was basically making a play f- about his friends. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where it comes through. A lot of our listeners were writing. And they were kind of focused on, and I think p- that was part of my fault because a lot of our readings had to do with HIV and AIDS. But um, Schrader's 2009 writing says, oh, yeah, the rhetorical it, yeah, it, yeah, it has to do with living with not dying from the disease. And yeah. and she goes on to write um, themes that were supported were making a meaningful contribution, leaving a legacy, um, a heightened sensitivity to life and serving others. Right. This idea of no day but today. That's where I, I think, view this, this show through the lens of living, not dying. And and that's why I guess I don't focus yeah. so much on the HIV portion that maybe some of our listeners right. did.
1: Well, and even if you do, okay, so again, going back to that time in the 90s, and I will credit this show, I don't, now that I look back at it, I realize, oh, this show definitely prompted that. I went to a high school in New York that, you know, is pretty progressive mm-hmm. in terms of the things that that, it, that they did in terms of, you know, there would be themes each week that we would be kind of focused on. And it was pretty interesting stuff. Like, for example, uh, when it was uh, when we would do Holocaust Remembrance, we mm-hmm. would have survivors of the Holocaust come in to our school mm-hmm. and every class, didn't matter what class you went into, that would be the theme, you know, and you would you would listen to a survivor story. Similarly, I remember at the time, and I didn't even attribute it to rent at the time, but it was mid-90s, and we had... Individuals, specifically artists, which I thought was kind of interesting, musicians and actors that came to our school to talk about what it was like living with HIV, Mm -hmm. but also being an artist, Mm. and you know, and that idea of the legacy, that idea of you know, living for today. And I remember being very moved by their performances. They would perform for us at the school. They Mm -hmm. would also tell their story, and they tell you the the medical stuff too. Part, so it served on a number of levels, right? It was for us at that time. HIV and AIDS was a a relatively new disease that we were like, what is this thing? And there's a lot of media that comes out, interestingly enough, Rosaria Dawson in the movie Mm -hmm. who's not in the original cast of Friends but she's in a movie that's a somewhat controversial film that came out around the time we were in high school which was called Kids
0: I remember that and and
1: she was the lead in in Mm -hmm. Kids and that was about HIV and Mm -hmm. AIDS right Mm -hmm. Uh, and and in fact at a certain point that movie became sort of required viewing in school they would would have kids watch it and and learn about like how it can be transmitted and how it's not you know you have to remember in the 80s you had a president that didn't even acknowledge that AIDS was a thing and that AIDS was uh, you know affecting the gay community at the time right. you, you, you have
0: Philadelphia movie who came yeah out later, you,
1: right? had, you had you entire populations that were just ignored yes. completely and and then you know get to the 90s where we're coming up and we're looking at this like oh my gosh this is all all this stuff is, is new even though it's been around so I know that Rent was also kind of looked at as, as sort of a, a close to the 80s right I Yes, mean, it's, it's Jonathan Larson yes. sort of like reflecting on all of that yes. craziness that was going on during the 80s where people were, were dying and nobody was saying yeah. what, what it was doctors couldn't even really study what it was no. at that time
0: and it was so taboo that the medical community it it was it was just kind of yeah. Like,
1: imagine imagine these days you know, with all the COVID craziness we've gone through, mm-hmm. imagine our CDC or our doctors being told, you can't study that. Like, right. s- sorry, you can't right. develop a vaccine right. or anything for that. We just we don't want to talk yeah. about it. We're not even going to acknowledge that it's actually happening. Yeah. Imagine our government not acknowledging that there was a major epidemic that was happening to people. And that's what the yes. 80s was. And then
0: you have the 90s and uh, Lauren La Magna in her 2019 yeah. piece, Relevance of Rent in Today's World. Uh, she says something really poignant and says um, the disease was not limited to only one community. And so that's where you see Jonathan Larson pull out that um, it, it was not a gay man's disease right. that so that was kind of drilled into our brains back in those eighties yep. and nineties. We even have listeners who wrote that. Um, up until I read this, I didn't realize that straight
1: people could get HIV. Which is crazy.
0: Which is crazy because I guess I'm sorry we, if you
1: said that yes, by the way, but, it but is, to me it's crazy that that's
0: Because so I guess people um and and every t- reader's comment that I wrote there was like, well, since HIV is not a big thing anymore, since HIV. Is not a big thing, like it's kind of like how we're like, well, COVID's not a big thing anymore in 2020, right? right? It's it's still, there. it's still there, it's still there. We just still have medical, killing people, yeah, we still have just have medical advances, right?
1: And I think, and you're right, I remember the thing for me that made me realize about like HIV and AIDS Mm -hmm. specifically. And it's going to kind of sound silly. It wasn't a show, but I remember listening to the song, which my band plays and performs. Don't go chasing chasing waterfalls. I knew you were going to say that. Because that whole segment, the second verse of that song is all about a straight man, straight woman having sex and contracting a disease that kills him.
0: Three letters took them, took him to his final resting place. place. place, And so us in the 90s we're just beep. is it in the 90s right 90s, yeah. 96. 90s, yeah 96 Us, okay, right around again, the same time, right as, time rent. as Rent you're bebopping along right and, yeah. and you're like three letters to, and you're singing this and you're not really sure what he, that even meant yeah. at that time right art,
1: but the artists are using their experience so yes. Jonathan Larson uh, the, the women from TLC mm-hmm. they're using their experience because they're seeing their friends they're seeing people they know yeah. succumb to all of that yeah. and they're using their art to put it out into the podcast Culture, and I think that's what's really cool yeah. and powerful about a show like Rent or music. Yeah, is that we can learn mm-hmm. uh, that this is going on and affecting people and can affect me too. Yes,
0: um, and that's a perfect segue. Angelina H wrote to us and said, How do you think mediums such as musicals can change the social stigmas we have in society today? And we just kind of talked about that, yeah, right? For sure. Films, music artists coming out talking about things not making it such like a, a black sheep sort of situation yeah. right and coming out in the open and discussing that and musicals was one medium
1: to do they that they generate the discussion yes right all of a sudden uh, whether we're looking at hamilton and all of a sudden we're we all of a sudden have kids that are interested in our founding fathers and i'm learning telling about you, history Seventy seventy six <laughs> right? new york city all of those things like, and, and and or we look at a show like rent and all of a sudden we're talking about a marginalized community the lgbt community Mm -hmm. primarily the cast right Mm -hmm. and you know now being celebrated in this show that's you know making all sorts of news and waves in our culture yeah. and becomes that popular edgy thing yeah. right so yeah. all of a sudden that became that was the show that i knew like my friend he wanted he was so bummed it was when the he didn't it get, But that was the show like yeah if he could get into rent yeah like he's made the big time yeah you know that kind of thing so that was that was what you were trying to do I back ha- then
0: i have a few shows that stand out to me in my lifetime that i have always wanted to get tickets to Rent was one of them. Wicked was the second one. And Hamilton was the third one. Yeah. For me, those were my top three. Obviously, there are more. Yeah. But those, to me, had a, an almost cult following that I got got wrapped yeah. into. Um, the... Caroline Frankie's article.
1: Caroline Frankie's article. Um, The outdated aspect of... Yeah, it
0: it says, you know, why Rent feels outdated. I wanted to give both the aspects of, hey, Rent is really relevant, but also Rent's outdated, kind of so you can see both points. And she says, Rent isn't just about the 90s, it embodies the 1990s. And that brings me... And this question is for you. Caitlin T. writes this. How would this musical stand? And how would the overall feeling of the musical change? The genre of music, Larson decided to write the songs where maybe things like pop or contemporary rather than rock. Yeah. Do you think it would have changed the vibe? Would you have enjoyed it
1: more? No, I wouldn't have enjoyed it more. (laughs) No, I really wouldn't. And I think, again, I think you could take, that's why I keep on drawing the parallel to Hamilton. I think if the the show were done today, it'd probably be done in a Lin-Manuel Miranda style, right? Yes, And it would be done at sort of like, and I cringe sometimes. Look, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is an amazing creator, so I don't want to dismiss anything that he's done. Mm -hmm. I certainly couldn't do what he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amazing musician, amazing composer, all that. But when somebody says like that's rap or hip hop and, I grew up in that kind yeah. of like beginning as a rap hip-hop. I'm like, I'm not yeah, equating that to Public Enemy no, or, no, no, you no, know, 1DMC right, right, right. or, yeah, any of that. Tupac, that's not – it's Hamilton doesn't sound like that. No. And so when we say that, you know, Rent is alternative and grunge rock, like, I'm sorry, it's not Soundgarden. It's not Nirvana. No, uh-uh. We lived during that time. Those artists were very different. And that, that for me, is where where – Musicals I think run into trouble and I think this kind of brings me back to the, to my point about why I have a hard time with it I think sometimes when I think thematically Rent is Phenomenal in terms of what it's trying to take on and uh, address, the social issues. Yep, and the different perspectives. For sure. Right. I think the music can be, at least in the film version, the music can be where it kind of runs into a brick wall because that's where it does get outdated, as Framke's talking about. I think mm-hmm. there was one line, I want to say it was not from her, it was from, uh, uh, I think Roger Ebert at the time, mm-hmm. criticized the, mm-hmm. mo- the movie. Right. Saying that it sounded like two radios had been left on while <laughs> talking to each other. And I'm like, that is like the perfect metaphor for this, like, just turn on two radios. And that's like what's going on there because it doesn't happen when you're going to see uh, a rock show or something Mm -hmm. like that. And look, at that time though, you had shows like Tommy. So you had The Who, you had Mm -hmm. Hair, you had other shows that were doing the rock opera thing. Yes. Uh, So I I get it that it was sort of, it had its moment. But if you just extracted that music and you were like, this is, you know, right. It's like we used to talk about the show Glee, right? We used to watch that show. And I liked Glee. I That's loved Glee. that may sound very surprising yeah. since I'm like not the music theater person. Mm-hmm. But I think what I liked about Glee is sort of the humor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, intentional and unintentional humor right. in it and they like would glee all these songs right. and that didn't always make it better in fact in a lot of right. songs like when they take a, a Fleetwood Mac song I remember <laughs> like that whole episode was like all Fleetwood Mac tunes and it was like no this is not well, Fleetwood and Mac I think
0: Glee too also didn't take itself very seriously and I that's think that's Rent does it does it does. And you almost have to buy into it, right? So, like, if you were buying a ticket and you're watching the show, you've kind of already bought yeah, into it sure. a little bit. Sure. If you were a casual viewer because we assigned this movie to you, right? For sure. You're you're, you're probably going to be like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and, and there are some songs I fast forward through. They're not as enjoyable to me as other ones, for sure. Uh, and I know some people have that feeling about musicals in general. I get it. You have that feeling. For me, looking at the different perspectives, looking at all of the all of the. But ways. I, sh- I want to
1: say something, yeah. too, though. You know, I'm not... I, I think my issue is more when it comes to movies. Going back to the question we had about, mm-hmm. like, why not just make a movie of it? Right. And the answer to that is a movie doesn't do it justice. If you haven't been to the theater... Mm-mm. There is no experience that's like that. Yeah, and going to that live show—it's just like for those of you that are fans of music, you know what it's like to go see your favorite artist live. It's not the same when you're listening to a CD or CD. when you're yeah. listening. You're dating myself yeah. a little bit. Uh, it's when not it? the same when you're listening to it when you're streaming it, whether you're watching a, a video of it, whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. Right, the live experience it's of the theater experience. is unparalleled. Yes, and that's where you're 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 missing some of the nuance of what's going on in the mm-hmm. show. So I think sometimes the movie and the movie has to rely on a director it has to in that case it was Chris Columbus who I like for his other movies hey nine months funny movie yeah Uh, you know I think he did Mrs. Doubtfire too like but rent, it does that doesn't mm. mean you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have necessarily picked him as the director for that right show even, right. you know. So uh you know I think that's where you get into the challenge. And They're not the same.
0: I agree and I do I would not want to see Hamilton in a movie. Like I would right.
1: not want to see that turned
0: into a movie. Right. I think it's the experience that people get watching there. It's laughing and crying with people sitting next to you. Right. It's seeing the actors flub up, it's for seeing sure. it's seeing that someone is the swing cast member because someone got the flu sure. and they have to come in and, and do it, and you're pulling for them. You can read their bios.
1: There, it's like the and, paper. And by the way, conversely, it's, it doesn't always make sense. Although I know I credited, I said Little Shop of Horror started out as a movie, then became a musical um, because it was a, a dramatic movie first, yeah. then became and dramatic. It was a, it was a B movie science fiction science fiction story with Jack Nicholson in it. It's it's a Roger Corman special it was not a great movie but it was turned into a really awesome musical really awesome successful that doesn't always happen though you know case in point Broadway had a hard time for a while with uh, Spider-Man the musical oh god like why yes, yes. I-, I love Spider-Man Yeah, I'll, I'll watch Spider-Man movies all day long but we don't need a Spider-Man musical no you know there no. there are certain things that we don't need to, to Like no. theater has its place for certain ways of doing things yeah. and doing shows and yeah. doing it very well and having that intimacy and connection to people you have to go to understand it yeah. if you don't go you don't get it yeah. you know so I've definitely been lucky enough and blessed enough to have a sister that's brought me to a lot of her shows that and some I like and some I don't yeah. my brother too I need to get my brother some credit too because I've uh, my bro- my brother works at the Broadway Palm Theater mm-hmm. and uh, is involved with a lot of the music there. So if you see ever see a Broadway Palm show, and I have to say when I go to those shows, whether it's Broadway Palm or Venice Theater, you know I have nothing but the most. Respect for right. those actors on the stage. They're working their butts off. Yeah. They're dealing with 101 different things. They're certainly not getting, not the credit. getting paid really They're well not either. getting paid really well. <laughs> if they're getting paid at all, they're not, you know, and they're not getting the kind of, you know, celebration that somebody does if they're on Broadway mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, you know, from the actors to the musicians, there's a lot of people involved in those productions, making all of the sets. All of that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to diminish that in any way. I'm, no. I'm not the biggest fan of musical movies, but in terms of theater, I, yeah. I you know, theater should be supported. And, it's such yeah, a cool Yeah, and you recognize experience. the hard work that goes 100%, into 100%. it. 100%. Uh,
0: well, I enjoyed talking to you this about theater. This was awesome. I know that, uh, again, I feel like I'm kind of twisting people's arms to watch Rent, but I think if we do it through the lens of, like, understanding the perspectives of what it was like living in the 90s, it is kind of like a time capsule, but I do think it's relevant for today. So, sure. thank you all for listening, and uh, continue eating. <laughs>